On this episode, we welcome two werewolf experts to discuss the movie Skinwalkers. Welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalin. And uh, we've got a few extra guests tonight. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Rich Duncan. I've been on the podcast before. Yeah, you're, Wait, you're actually the most frequent guest host, by the way. Oh, sweet. With this appearance. Uh, my name is Bob Powers, and this is my first time on the podcast, and I'm real excited. Yeah, there are five of us today uh, huddled around three microphones, so... We apologize to longtime listeners if there's a dip in radio quality, and if you're listening for the first time, this is not representative. Yeah, Elliot, uh, Elliot's on my lap this time. Uh-huh. If he gets the giggles, it's because of the tickle fight we're having, <laughs> or or, like that or the right erection there? pressing into his back. Dan, you <laughs> took things to such a gutter level right off the bat. I cannot, and you Sounds usually character. you usually Mister Yeah Mister Prudery, Thomas Bowdler himself. Well, <laughs> instead, <laughs> wow. So, why do we have five people on the show, you may ask yourself, rhetorical listener that I've just created? And the answer is because uh, the two gentlemen sitting to my right, uh, Mr. Bob Powers and Mr. Rich Duncan, wrote the upcoming book, uh, The Werewolf's Guide to Life, which will be out uh, the Tuesday following this podcast release. Is that correct? September 15th. So, um, in the next couple days, when you hear this podcast, remember not to tip your waitresses. Save that money and instead spend it on this werewolf book. I assume that in this economy, you know, they need to find that money someplace else to, to apply to your werewolf guide. I mean, I think it's 13 bucks. I think you could probably not be a jerk to your wage staff no. <laughs> and additionally also purchase the book. At, this, but, at that price point, you could buy a couple and tip your waitress with a copy of the book. Yeah. That's a very reasonable price point. Yeah, I mean, you just don't get that extra large Cold Stone creamery thing you get yeah. that, that people like to purchase. Right now, uh, <laughs> cut back on the sweets. <laughs> Rich, uh, you are currently a blogger uh, for True TV, and uh, Bob, I know that you've written uh, a couple of other books, um, a couple of choose your own adventure uh, for adults. Correct. Yes, the Just Make a Choice Adventure series. Uh huh. And uh, and also based on your your popular blog, Girls Are Pretty, you also had another book called Happy Cruelty Day. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a good job. You're doing a great job. I'm plugging everyone's projects. Based on your blog. Yeah, well, not like, and you had another book, but you had to explain why you thought I, that. I, well, actually, Dan is right, because way more people have, know about the blog than ever, uh, bought, ever bought that book. Uh, <laughs> never mind, then. That's good. Uh, also, you are doing a great job, except for the only thing that's different between you and Charlie Rose is Charlie Rose rarely turns to his guest and goes, I- I'm doing a good job, right? <laughs> Well, Charlie Rose, but you with, are. You're doing a great. Charlie Rose with a touch of Ed Koch. I I appreciate your posture. Is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, he, he, uh, listeners. Right now, Dan looks like he has been handcuffed underneath the table, <laughs> <laughs> and he's presently trying to fu- put a file into the lock to uh, get free. <laughs> Just so you know, also like Charlie Rose, uh, this show is recorded on the edge of an empty void <laughs> of uh, endless blackness. So, 
Hey, this is all well and good, guys. <laughs> We're already having a lot of laughs. But don't we usually talk about a fucking movie or something? Oh, that's true. We did watch the movie tonight. This is such a weird day. Dan's talking about penises. Stewart's a stickler for keeping on topic. Like, come on, guys. I gotta take a shit later. We better hurry up. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's even a stickler for staying on schedule with his bowel movements. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Well, what movie was it, Dan? Oh, it's 10.03. It was called Skinwalkers, and uh, it was a movie about werewolves, which is why we have the authors of The Werewolves Guide to Life here in the studio They're slash experts. my apartment. Experts on the subject. Mm-hmm. Werewolf spurts. Mm-hmm. What? That's the term. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, we call ourselves lycanthrope like community activists. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's explained to us in a te- piece of text on the screen before the film starts that uh, skinwalker is a Navajo term for werewolf uh, and that there's a prophecy that one day, a thirteen-year-old boy who will be a boy will be born who will turn thirteen years old when the full moon turns red, and he'll have the ability to end the curse of werewolfism. Uh, and there are two kinds of werewolves: the good kind who want to end werewolfism, and the bad kind who want who want to keep being werewolves. And the reason they're bad is because they've tasted human blood, which unleashes the beast within. Mm-hmm. And so... Much like Monster Energy Drink unleashes <laughs> the beast within. Yes. It's like Monster Energy Drink with evil consequences, as opposed to helping you with your workout, which I assume is what people drink. And making you more attractive to women. Well, you think of Axe Body Spray. <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> but, you've been, you've been what drinking have I been pouring on myself? Spray. <laughs> and drinking Axe Body This tastes terrible. Um... Incidentally, a real werewolf can smell Axe body spray from up to 10 miles away. Wow. As opposed to the traditional five. <laughs> There's normal, non lycanthrope human. Now, is that just requires. like lady werewolves are still the only ones attracted by Axe? Or do you think all Is werewolves? that the proper term? Lady uh, werewolves? Yeah. Well, lady she, werewolves? I would think she-wolves. There's no... Uh, there's she-wolves no, of the SS? Well, no. that was one type there's of no she-wolf. There's no direct term for... Female or male werewolves. If you're you, you're a werewolf or you're a lycanthrope, there's no. Mm-hmm. You're, still, you're still just a man or a woman. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, well, anyway, so this is the story of these two battling groups of werewolves who don't wolf out that much, and they spend a lot of time cocking guns and shooting at each other. They play basketball. Unfortunately, no. There's no basketball playing in the entire film. Uh, but the young boy is named Tim, and he's with his mother, played by uh, what's your name, Rona Martin. Rona Mitra. Rona Mitra. Rona Mitra. They're surrounded by a group of people, including Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle star Elias Codius uh, <laughs> and a couple of others. And Elias Codius is the boy's uncle. And it turn and there's this evil group of werewolves that's chasing after them, looking for this boy. It's kind of hard to summarize the plot since there's next to none. It's just kind of yeah, it's one another, group following another. It's another movie about a prophecy. There's a prophecy kid, and one uh, group wants the kid, and the other kid, group wants to protect the kid. And it turns out that the leader of the evil group is actually the kid's father and the brother of Elias Codius, and uh, that really doesn't complicate things that much as the mm-hmm. plot continues. And then there's a big showdown in a warehouse. The good werewolves are kind of picked off fire. one by one. Yeah, then they're in a warehouse that is inexplicably on fire, and uh, in the end... Should I give away the ending? Yeah, please. Okay. In the end... The boy turns 13. I guess he was born at the stroke of midnight. So he turns 13 exactly <laughs> on midnight of his birthday. Uh, it's like a Salman Rushdie novel. Yeah. But, uh, or as I said, like a werewolf bar mitzvah. Yeah, yes, it li- this literally is his werewolf bar mitzvah. Although I don't think they're Jewish, so that's the thing. Mm. Well, they look kind of Jewish. They would be... Uh, they were swarthy. 
Where, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, most that was it was pointed out. I forget who pointed out if it might have been Rich, but that uh, the way that they hired people to play Native Americans in this was they got kind of swarthy people, and then oh, it was Bob that you were the one said they told them not to shave, they, and then they made them stay up for twenty four hours before <laughs> they came on set. <laughs> so to be a Native American is to be swarthy and tired and unshaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the end. All the were- the werewolves are fighting, and they're all, all the Elias Codius is the only good werewolf that left. Sounds pretty good. He tells Tim and his mother, uh, he locks them in an elevator or a cage or something in this factory, and he says, "I'll fight them off, but I won't be able to control myself once I'm a wolf. So you will have might have to shoot me." He fights off the other that evil werewolves. Came back to bite him in the ass, yeah. didn't it? He, you think he's killed the leader of the bad werewolves? He turns on the mother and the son. They shoot and kill him. The leader of the bad werewolves comes back. He's not dead. Uh-oh. Uh, and then he bites his son just as it turns midnight, basically, and his son's blood cures him of his werewolfism, and it ends with the hope that if they... Uh, go in- around the world and inoculate every werewolf with this kid's blood. They all, it also shows them injecting his the kid's blood into bullets, I guess, to shoot werewolves and kill them. And then, <laughs> just, be, just before you die, you'll be cured. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Like, That'll be good because the that bullet itself that, will cause a lot of damage. Yeah, I mean, because then they'll be killing regular humans, and that's wait, that, no, that's still murder. <laughs> that's right? murder. The, the, the blood that flows on the floor underneath you will be pure. It's just like uh, Nicole Kidman yep. in the Invasion, where she's killing people because they're. Inv- they've been taken over by an alien virus, but at the end they discover a cure for the virus, so she is just a mass murderer at that point. Yeah. I feel like every time I see you, Elliot, I'm always hearing, you know, this is just like Nicole Kidman in The Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's such a good movie, and it applies to so many things. Uh, and the only, Craig. the only mm. other thing of real interest is that, I guess, that the good werewolves, when they wolf out, as it's said in Teen Wolf, uh, as, when they wolf out... <laughs> is they put themselves in elaborate restraints and harnesses so that they can't get out and hurt anybody. Once you taste human blood, you'll be a, the, a wolf forever and a bad guy, so they have to stop themselves from eating human blood. Again, it's like monster energy drink. Well, it might be. It is like, it might be a werewolf form. So, I mean, Judaism are not supposed to drink blood or eat the food with blood in it, so... So it's supposed to be drained out, which is why... Whereas we Gentiles just love the taste of blood. The <laughs> well, refreshing taste it of is, blood. It is why steak... I had. I went to a kosher steakhouse not too long ago, and the steak was very dry and tasteless. Hmm. It's because there's no blood in it. I did not know really? that. Do they, no, I'm not going to get into it. How do they cook that steak? <laughs> <laughs> is that steak a well? Or they, they smoke it. <laughs> well, they, they smoke it for hours. They take the cow, and they drain out all the blood, and they put embalming fluid in the cow, and then mm. they make a steak out of that. That sounds pretty good. So that's the movie in a nutshell. Okay. It was an hour and a half of, of pure hilarity. And the, and the and the movie ends with that. You you made the point. Like it ends exactly like the Matrix, where mm. like they're like, oh wow, I've now become the salvation of werewolf kind. But our job isn't done yet. That's a story mm-hmm. for another day. Skinwalkers two, and then credits. And then a very very poor imitation of Rage Against the Machine plays over the own end credits. So Rich, you look like you're raring to like make some comments about the depiction of werewolves. You've you've ducked towards the microphone several times, then backed off. Well, we're short a microphone, so what happens is I think I might yeah. have a good idea, and then the time that it takes for me to lean in makes me realize perhaps not. But I, I wanted to take a moment to talk about re- real werewolves, since this uh, you know, this is Hollywood depictions of werewolves, mm-hmm. and in our book what we're doing is we're doing our best to uh, make sure that, that real werewolves out there are not uh, confused by what they see in Hollywood horror right. films. We stress they can be entertaining, 
This particular one, not so much. Right. But sure. the Hollywood horror films can be entertaining, but they're terrible ways to actually live as a werewolf. And these are specifically like Native American werewolves. So this is only like, this would, even if it was Vanishing true, this werewolves. Would, yeah, this would only apply to a minority group within the werewolf community. I mean, the, the problem is, if there's ever been an oppressed minority, it's Native American werewolves. Oh, the man. Native American people had their land stolen, forced on reservations, and then mm-hmm. the werewolves forced on smaller reservations within yeah. those reservations. The werewolves were given a bunch of silver with smallpox on it. And <laughs> it was terrible. Hmm. Well, I mean, we did buy Werewolf Island for $24 worth of trinkets. Yeah. Anyway, but you were saying. You know, we get a lot of questions about uh, which which werewolf movie is, is right. Are there things in this movie or that movie? And we, we just generally, we just say avoid Hollywood movies for ways to learn about your lycanthropy. There's signs that are out there that, uh, y- you know, uh, have, have very little to do with your Native American rat tails. Although we will say, uh, if you want, like, what I would like to do is focus on the positive as opposed to the negative. I'd say the restraint systems in this uh, in this movie were shockingly effective. Yeah, and probably a good sex aid as well. <laughs> they, well, they could be, you know, because they're yeah. very loose. Bob uh, wrote most of the chapter on, on the restraints. What do you think about the restraint systems they look, uh, in this? They looked accurate. Uh, in uh, and actually, the the yeah, the sex aid is uh, a good point because a lot of uh, restraint systems are a lot of restraint systems for werewolves are uh, designed by uh, uh, people who design S and M restraint systems uh, or S and M contraptions. You basically they will. They're the right people to go to because, you know, first of all, they don't ask a lot of questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are willing to work with, uh, they, they want to be challenged. So if you tell them you need something stronger, uh, an odd material to make it out of, uh, that kind of thing, they want to work with you. So I, li- I thought the restraint systems in this uh, movie were pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty good. I liked, I liked your use of the word S&M contraption. That phrase <laughs> made me think of like a like a like an old man in a in a in a small town who's like, oh, these damn darn S and M contraptions. He's like hitting the side of a of some sort of leather Sibian right. device with his, like to a, get it to work again. Or maybe it's like a Rube Goldberg. Yeah, Rube Goldberg <laughs> mountain machine. Like if you light the, the the candle, then it'll burn through the string, and the canary will fall asleep, and then eventually you'll get spanked. <laughs> When, when, when I make love, it often looks like the game Mousetrap. So, uh, <laughs> so it's not really a game. It's just like a stupid puzzle you set up, right? So that's what Mousetrap well, is. Well, it's a game in that there's a winner. Well, kind of. <laughs> it's basically who goes around the board first and, and then gets caught in the mouse trap mouse, or something, right? The winner I'm of talking about in the S&M, there's a winner. Oh, the win- oh there's a winner in S&M? Usually, just, is there a safe word in the game Mousetrap? I'm not sure. Th- usually the safe word is, let's not play this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get up and walk away from it. <laughs> This is really irritating trying to set up this thing. This broke. Yeah. That's the same word. <laughs> I, I think we're missing a piece. It's the same word. I would like to add one more thing uh, just to the restraint discussion and that there was what we said the restraints in this movie were good. The one thing I would definitely recommend people never do. For some reason in this movie, when the werewolves were restrained in the truck, there was always someone constantly driving the truck. It was a huge, yeah. a huge truck and was, there were wild werewolves Three or four of them strapped to the walls of the truck, and they were they were driving around, which seems incredibly reckless to me. Yeah, well, Rich, I would say that those people were safe at all times, though. However, because it was clear that uh, there was no truck driving going on, that it was all done by rear screen projection. <laughs> <laughs> all those scenes where the werewolves were restrained, they you were, were Dan. They were, you were saying while we were watching it, this was the worst rear. This is the worst driving effects you've seen in a movie where it wasn't making a joke. Of that about bad driving special effects. Yeah, like Kill Bill, where it's a point where like Quentin Tarantino's like, 
oh, I love it in old movies where they're clearly in front of just a film screen and they're projecting stuff on the back. Like, you know, in modern movies, they get someone to tow someone around. Apparently this movie didn't have the extra money to pay for a driver to tow the actors around. They couldn't really pay for extras for most of the scenes, so I they can understand. They spent all their money on the fabulous special effects. Pre- pre- uh, presented by the Stan Winston effects shop. Never lets you down, right? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> this one kind of. It was no pumpkin head. Let's just say that. That's fair. Uh, I heard there was a sex scene early on in this movie. How'd that work out? <laughs> yeah, Stewart did not get to see the entire film. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's come clean. Um, Stewart had uh, an issue at his day job, which meant that he came Dude, you couldn't try to make it seem like it was something cool, like I got Well, we didn't say or... what your day job was. Oh, okay. Yeah. My my day job is uh, I'm a cage as a, fighter. As a, co- <laughs> as, as a costume hero. Yeah, as a costume yeah. vigilante. That's the weird thing, is my day job is I moonlight as a costume vigilante, and by night I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I don't tell the people in my day job about my night job. Yeah, that no. would be weird. They would but he came out like the movie Angel, isn't it? <laughs> it's exactly like the movie Angel. Stripper by day, student by night. Is that it? Mm-hmm. No, wait. Something no, other it, way around. Yeah, that's, she's, she's a stripper during the day when there aren't a lot of customers, and then she takes night classes. <laughs> she, can't, well, she likes working she the can't figure out how to make buffet. this work out differently. She can only afford the night classes. <laughs> One day, all she the doesn't strippers make enough about stripping school. during the day. Yeah. <laughs> Is there uh, some way I could make more money? It's a real <laughs> stripping catch twenty two. That's the original title. <laughs> but yeah, oh, the Stuart. book. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Heller's stripping catch twenty two. So yeah, I missed I missed the first bu- uh, bunch of the movie guys. So I like you, the viewers at ho- or listeners at home. I have no idea what the fuck happened to this. Well, thing. there's a like you're referring to. There's a scene where. The good guys and the bad guys have had a shootout in the town. The good guys escaped. Okay. Sounds like a setup for a sex scene. The next thing you see <laughs> is a roadside bar called the Last Chance Saloon, which is a stupid name. There's a, a waitress, a very hot waitress there, and she delivers two beers to two guys playing pool and says, or maybe she's not even a waitress because she says, are we going to play some pool? And then they say, she- yeah, we'll play something. And they throw her on the billiard table and are about to rape her. Uh, and then one of the evil. While world, there are other patrons. In the bar. <laughs> there are other right, people right. in the bar. One of the one in the of the, middle of the day. One of the evil. No, it's that night. There were other patrons in the bar and the accused. It was dusk yeah. at best. One of the evil werewolves is a woman. So she is. You see, she's at the bar. She turns in werewolf form and kills these two rapists. And for a moment, you're like. Oh, I get it. She did it to protect that woman because yeah, she's the a woman. Yeah, werewolves aren't all bad. They're then, anti-rape. Then the other werewolves come in and kill everybody and eat the woman who was about to be raped. And yeah. that segue, and that you, they cut between them eating people and the leader of the bad werewolves and the w- woman having sex. Yeah. The the okay. werewolf woman. The werewolf yes. woman. Okay. Is she all werewolfed out while they're having sex? Uh, no, but there's a little bit of hair on her back. But that might yeah. have been there. I didn't oh, notice that. That's kind of gross. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice. It that. Yeah, like yeah, I'm not down with that. It looks like they're having sex as they segue out of being werewolves. It was it was a very useless uh, like. It, it, there was absolutely no segue, or it wasn't a segue. It, it was, was like it was just it a was thematic intercut, cut, yeah. cut back and forth. Yeah, intercut between. Uh, 
eating the victims yeah. that they just saved. Sexual assault ruins the flavor of a victim, apparently. True, <laughs> okay, I guess. But they're they're telling us that uh, drinking the blood of humans is akin to orgasm. It feels that good. Oh. Oh, is that the reference? That sounds I, I pretty much a, a drug. Right. Now, now or, you kind of changed it. It sounds pretty because hot. Because later, one of, the, one of the good characters is turned by being forced to drink human blood, and she is saying to the other good characters, oh, if, you, if I could only share this feeling with you, oh, it feels so good, uh, uh, and then she dies because, you know, she's a bad werewolf. Wait, she's like a vampire or something? No. No, it was a very vampire-ish yeah. kind of a theme it's, to it. There, would, the bar scene in particular, Dan commented, was a very a lot like Near Dark. I feel mm-hmm. like this was, uh, you know, they wanted to make a werewolf movie, but, you know, they decided to make it vampire-y because they knew a little bit more about that, maybe. So she drank human blood. Uh, I assume so. I don't that's know. What, that's I, what made I, her... They should have had a scene, frankly, where they drag a normal human victim over and kill him and force her to drink his blood. Seriously. It would have made it much clearer. As opposed to the endless scenes of people explaining the prophecy to other people, <laughs> after which has already been explained to us via text before the movie yeah, starts. Yeah, you know what? Like the, the the setup for this movie couldn't be simpler, and yet they ob- obfuscate it for like the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Like yeah. the setup is just okay. There are uh, bad werewolves who enjoy being werewolves, and there are good werewolves who look on it as a curse. And there's a kid who Oops. can cure them all, and they got to keep this kid safe. Until he's thirteen, like that's all. Like that's basically the whole movie. They, they, what about Elliot? The uh, videotape at the beginning. The videotape at the beginning is something that the Wait protectors a minute, there's a videotape. There's a videotape. <laughs> he says, <laughs> as if that was the most exciting. If they watch the videotape, the phone will ring, and then they will instantly turn into a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. If they watch the videotape, oh a phone rings, and Wait, it tells them watch? how much longer the shooting schedule is, <laughs> and when they can move on to another project. It's a movie within the movie. It's it. it yeah. It yeah. opens with it's a videotape. Meta, huh? There's yeah. another like, synecdoche new. I don't know how Tit got into that title, but it's there's a there's another group. The movie one of the things that the movie opens on is another group of good vampires. One of them's named Ralph. We don't know the other names. Oh, sorry, werewolves. I got confused because it's so because it's a a vampire movie. That's why it pretty much is. It's a vampire movie, but all of them are hairier. Yeah, but also vampires and werewolves, as we all know, are constantly fighting. And this is a movie about werewolves and werewolves fighting. Don't even get us started. It's like how from Dust to Dawn, a zombie movie with vampires in it there's a group of good va- good werewolves and they're watching a video Vampoles. of the boy tim and it's a video that's been sent out by tim's protectors to tell other good werewolves don't give up faith we have the boy he's doing well mm-hmm. you can st- you can be saved if you hold on a little bit longer and they know that it's uh. tim because there's a big sign that says tim above his bed <laughs> his yeah. bed has has in big letters tim right above his bed so, so this is a horror movie that pretty much could just be not necessary if they used skype is that what we're saying mm-hmm. yeah probably Wait, see, well, it seems like odd knowing that they're like bad uh, werewolves out there. It's like let's send out proof that this is still going let, on. Rather, let's than... let's issue documentation of what this boy looks like. <laughs> and, uh, well, but the boy's back the is the boy's back yep. is to the camera. They only find him because they can see. I guess like a sweatshirt or something in the background. I think that, it's a sports jacket maybe or a varsity jacket. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a varsity jacket that says Huguenot on it, which is the name of the town that the boy grows up in, mm-hmm. which has. Uh, a thriving uh, business district that no people are in, yeah. and I'm, also I'm a cafe they, with a sheriff in it. I'm amazed they knew it was the town Huguenot. They didn't think that the boy was just a Huguenot. <laughs> Maybe. We gotta save him from Richelieu. <laughs> so, 
Elliot. So are, are, Elliot. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I feel like you're the only one who saw this movie. <laughs> so, I feel like you made this. I felt that you you made this movie, and I, I'm asking you. Well, there why, were times what, when there, how it there were a couple times during the movie when I correctly predicted what line would be said next. This child is the prophecy. He's the future because he's, he has mixed blood. He's a half breed. His father's a werewolf, and his mother is a nut wolf. Would oh, it deer, not deer be possible yeah. no. to make a vast army of these children just yeah. by mating with humans you would think so except maybe like it only works sometimes they never they have really to do explain a doggy style <laughs> wah, wah, wah. i've been <laughs> waiting all night for that one <laughs> they never really explain what's special about him besides the fact that he's a half-breed and in that case yeah they could just make half-breeds I, you have to assume and i kept thinking of the share song half-breed like rona mitra That's is like the cut. only woman who's ever <laughs> been attracted to a werewolf man you that's know, that's like what you kind of have to assume. Like bestial uh, nature. To, to be fair, the other werewolves are not attractive men. He's mm-hmm. a he's kind of a handsome guy. But so the others... let him. Wonder, well, yeah, I guess he doesn't want to. And that dude's cut, man. Yeah, and he has and he has great abs. He, he, was, very, he was very attractive. Abs. Yes, he he has abs like the Batman costume. Let's discuss the strategy of the uh, bad werewolves, though, because once the bad werewolves figure out where the boy is, what they do is they. They're out in the woods. <laughs> They're out in the woods. They cock their guns for about uh, 15, minutes, 15 minutes and rev their motorcycles. And they rev their motorcycles and they put on sunglasses <laughs> and then they slowly drive They into drive town. in at about 12 miles an hour into the center of town, Get park their motorcycles. <laughs> this is They drive in and the only dangerous thing that happens is, I guess, the force of the shock of them driving into town knocks a mug off of a railing <laughs> and it crashes. They drive into town, park their motorcycles... Then walk around the town square with their guns out, and I guess wait till they you see. You know, just waiting for a showdown. Yeah. Oh, and works. also they have a falcon that tells them what's. <laughs> they have a falcon that they set ahead, send yes. ahead as a scout to see things. Never explained what this is, how they're related to it. What no. you know, werewolves wait, have falcon powers. Well, yeah. Do werewolves normally have falcon powers, guys? Not that I know of. Uh, no. It's really I more. Mean, of a I think that's a very much a. Na- I think that's the only element of uh, the Native American culture that they might have thrown into this. <laughs> oh, yeah. they're like they're, somebody might be a like an animal shaman. I guess so. I think yeah. Okay. Yeah. That but they yeah. have. They can talk to the animals like For the Indians or Doctor Doolittle. Sure. They should have thrown in, I don't know, a couple of totem poles or something. Or a Native American. Wow. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, or a Native American. There was the, the one, one, there's the one, one guy with the, 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 the rat tail haircut. Yeah. His head is shaved on the sides. I'm, what's his name, though? I'm still not going well, I think he... No, no. it wasn't Cateas. I think I think he's Mexican. He looked like a, <laughs> that was the guy who looked like John Larroquette, right? Yes, yes. Okay. He looked like a puffy Native American John Larroquette. I, I mean, we've, I, I think we've seen him in a million movies, but yeah, I think he. Like, I think he changes. Like he, has two, he has two resumes. Yes, exactly. One one says Running Bear, the other says <laughs> the other says Gomez, and. <laughs> You don't think he has like a, ca- a character headshot where there's like he, 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 there's him in a sailor suit, <laughs> a clown, you know? They're like nobody wants me as a clown. They only want me as Native American Wiseman. Yeah, Wiseman. <laughs> so he's a Jewish Native American Wiseman. Yeah. This is our Wiseman, <laughs> Rabbi Shaman Wiseman. He's, he's like a jeweler. Mm. I don't know why that would be. Why a jeweler? I don't wow. know. Stewart thinks that because he's now dating a he he meant money lender. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, like a banker. (laughs) Oh, of course. Yeah, like Jewish guy. Yeah. Um, Werewolves. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, here's another question. Four werewolves, they spend 
a lot of their time just shooting at each other. Yes. Now, is this common? Is this a common attack, like, for werewolves? <laughs> I, I, for people? Well, let me just clear up one little misconception. This whole thing of, like, is this a common werewolf attack? Werewolves, three days out of the month, are werewolves. Yeah. Like, a week later, that same guy who was a werewolf, he's a, he's a lawyer. Yeah, so you're like call- he's. I mean, you know, he made. So you're like, basically you're calling me a racist. Is what you're saying? I wouldn't say it's a racist. I mean, all you do, you know, but I mean, generally, werewolves are all based on Hollywood horror movies where they're shooting each other and doing things, and werewolves are doing their jobs and paying their taxes and you know keeping their noses clean. Is so, the is you know. the term wolfman offensive? I think in t- since generally pretty much all werewolves are kind of in the closet. Is that the right way to say that, Bob? I don't know. What do you think? Sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> Bob, they try Bob to cannot be less engaged. <laughs> yeah. I'm engaged, sure. Uh, I mean, uh, until there's any degree of openness, like I mean, at this point, if they're if a real werewolf were to come out on TV and say, "I'm a werewolf," oh, would we be, would kill him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He'd That's, be dead. I mean, yeah, you exactly. Would. You personally, I, I mean, my group, the anti werewolf <laughs> gang. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, the AWG, I, the anti werewolf gang. <laughs> The terrible name. You do a lot of karate. <laughs> yeah, it's nonstop karate. <laughs> it's just karate, watching werewolf movies and shaking our fists at them. And occasionally we do like we'll paint a school as a charity thing. <laughs> well, maybe werewolves can come out then. I don't know. I, just, I didn't yeah, think it was going to be about is karate. Yeah, but yeah, they. But you're saying they. Be okay. They're afraid to reveal themselves. They need to keep secret. Yes, I because see. if you knew a werewolf was living in your neighborhood. Uh, and if, especially if he got loose and attacked, oh, I would someone. burn his house down. So they probably everyone would karate. everyone would attack him. They probably would engage him. in a gun get battle an kick. in the middle of town. Well, yeah. they would have to if they haven't changed yet. You know, mm. if it's not. And basically, Rich's point is that they are men. They're they're a lot stronger. They're a lot. They heal a lot quicker. But for the most part, if when they're not werewolves, they're just people. So that's who, the time to get them. That's time to get them, yes. And that's why they have to keep their condition a secret because they're just as vulnerable as us, the vast majority of their lives. Yeah, you hit them with a car or something. (laughs) Silver car. So you're saying, a silver car, that's very, uh, that's not classy. (laughs) You want to get like a, maybe maybe just a champagne color. That's as far as you're (laughs) going to go. So, Uh, by the way, we do say in the book, the whole silver bullets thing is a little bit of a hoax. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we say, uh, you, if you're a werewolf, you, you want to stay away from being shot with silver bullets. Not because they're silver, but because they are bullets. Mm. Bullets in general are bad. What about like a silver tomahawk that you throw at <laughs> I think a tomahawk of any kind, regardless of what it's made of, if it was silver, that would certainly or do like the trick. In, in, it would probably split us out open and the, kill him. In the Wolfman, like, Larry Talbot dies because he's beaten to death with a silver-headed cane. With a silver cane. That would also do the job, because if you beat someone to death... <laughs> With a, with a solid cane, that okay. would definitely kill well, someone. What if it was like and a silver knife? A silver knife, I, th- I believe, would also do the job. You, you stab them. I mean, you, uh, werewolves are going to heal quicker, but, I mean, if you stab someone with a knife, they're going to die. Yes, oh, okay. knives so you're saying suck. It's yeah. like the rock, you're saying it's like the rock that you know keeps bears if away. If you hit someone with a silver rock, yes, it will <laughs> Jesus you wait, people. Wait, what if you what if you choke him to death with a chain made out of purest silver? <laughs> purest silver coated in wolf's What if they? What if, or like, what if they choke to death on like food that has some silver in it? Like yeah. there's just a big lump of silver in the mashed potatoes that they don't see. Gets caught in their throat. Perhaps that's how that rumor started. I don't know. It's uh, who knows? what if it was yeah. like 
uh, they tried to eat They're the body of Ron Silver. silver. <laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, maybe one of the reasons yep. that uh, the Silver Bullet theory started is that uh, Lycanthropes got sick of being shot, werewolves got sick of being shot, and so they perpetuated this rumor that, uh, that it would only sil- take silver to kill ah. them, I thought you were and therefore people wouldn't try. You can, you can try and kill us, but it'll be really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that the silver bullet uh, theory got started because of the death of werewolf JFK in Texas. Not to be confused with regular JFK, <laughs> no. the president. <laughs> well, it took a silver magic bullet that passed weeks. through Connolly's leg, and then werewolf, through werewolf, Connolly. werewolf Connolly's leg, yeah, and then shot by werewolf Oswald. Yeah, you could, it's it's really tragic because you can see werewolf Jackie trying to stuff the brains back. Into, uh, oh, that's sad. Uh, yeah. We forgot to say werewolf before brains. <laughs> it was a werewolf brains. <laughs> oh, was that the pattern? I, well, I yeah. didn't realize. Werewolf, yeah, werewolf, werewolf brains. brains. Yeah. So, oh so silver is nothing special. Okay, know. so that's very nice. There's a bunch of like gun battles <laughs> and a car tips over. I remember. Yeah, and, truck tips uh, over. And that and one chick, that one chick got like she drank a bunch of blood or something and turned into an evil werewolf. Yeah, we talked about that. But yeah. what I don't get is why do they tie up all the good werewolves first and then they're like, hey, let's tie her up last. <laughs> oh no, she's a monster. <laughs> that's it's a bad movie. Oh, okay, it's poorly the, made. The best part was that they had strapped them in the, themselves in. Okay. And they all had one arm free, but they could not get that other arm free. Their guns were just that much far away, <laughs> they, away from them. They could, they could have easily done the release the buckle that they had just uh, fastened, but no, they 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 didn't bother. What's well, that? They, arm they were free like right-handed, and they strapped just their right hand back. Yourself oh, oh, right, that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. when you're crucifying yourself, you know, how do you get the last nail in? You can't. Oh, I haven't thought about yourself. that. You're right. Yeah, the common activity weird. of crucifying yourself. Mm. Flophouse audience, try it. You're not going to be able to get that third nail in without help. Uh, I actually don't know if there's a lot more in terms of plot to dissect here. There's very little. Uh, so I want to ask This our movie was pure adrenaline. Not a lot of crazy plotting. Sure. Uh, oh, well, there was one thing that, just the fact that the little boy Tim, who is 12 and 364 days old, uh, women <laughs> seem to find women seem to find him irresistible. Yeah. There's something that, like, yes. there are many scenes where women seem to be flirting with him in a very weird, well, creepy it was, way. Yeah, there was nothing in the text to suggest this, but it just seemed <laughs> like the director directed those actresses to flirt with the... Uh, yeah. You know, just shy of thirteen-year-old boy, including his mother, right? Yeah, yeah. At times, even his mother. It was weird, and I thought maybe he was giving off some sort of werewolf pheromone that attracted women, but I don't think that was it. Or maybe the uh, director of the film had some sort of uh, underage incest fetish that uh, like he was on? he was getting out through the making of the film Skinwalkers. <laughs> he, when he took on the role, when he took on the role as director of Skinwalkers, he knew just knew the title. He didn't realize what the movie was about. Yeah. And so he assumed it was pornographic. Uh, can I ask you guys one other question about the movie in sure. particular? The title Skinwalkers. I can't tell. Are they wolves walking in human skin? Are they oh, like a wolf wear? That's, I yeah, just, I, I can't tell. Like normally, uh, you know, I mean, obviously in the terms of the book, we don't like to support any horror movies, Hollywood horror movies. But still, like this just seems... To prove our point all the more, I don't even know what a skinwalker is supposed to refer to. I mean, skinwalker is a, as a term I've heard before this movie. I think it might actually be it some sort of. It's either a made-up Indian it's, it's term, a term or for masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Let your skin do the walking. 
But it is, I think it is that you're walking around in the skin of something else, you know, mm. that you can change shape. And I think it's generally not the just werewolves, but a shapeshifter of some kind. Or mm. walk around in the hair and ridiculous chest piece of something else. Exactly, yeah. Well, it's just like Harper Lee says it to Kill a Mockingbird. You got to walk around, walk a mile in another man's skin to really understand him. <laughs> exactly. So this exactly movie has like a, a, le- a message of tolerance. <laughs> Towards African Americans, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay, and also Boo Radley. Wait, um, what? <laughs> you what mean werewolf Boo Radley? So before we uh, tie things up, because as I said, I don't think that there's a lot more in terms of plot that we need to talk about. Uh, I wanted to ask our uh, guests whether there was any anything they wanted to specifically address before we moved on. Well, uh, we've been having a lot of fun, which is uh, great. If there is anyone out there who is actually concerned that they are a werewolf, we recommend them going to werewolfguidetolife.com. Is that correct, Bob? Correct. Uh, or picking up the book on September uh, 15th. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, as we said, Hollywood horror movies, not a good way to uh, gauge your own lycanthropy. We got the answers. Just to be clear, the book will be available other day, like after every day after September 15th, not just the one day. Yeah, it's not like the <laughs> theaters on this day, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? I can't go see Paul Blart Monk <laughs> yeah, after it's, that. It's Friday. not like it's not like uh, we, Glenn Beck's Common Sense tour, which only aired <laughs> once in theaters. Yeah. We expect it to sell out that day. <laughs> wow, uh, okay. There are there are no, many more werewolves no in this country than you know and about. Then every day after that, it will be available remainder. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, there are guests. <laughs> all, all eight copies that were printed of this book will be available <laughs> no this book will be available everywhere it is it, uh, the thing it's funny is you know they say tell everybody it's available september 15th i can't think of a real have you ever ever bought a book the day it came out bob i think yes. so yes i i have oh, but yeah. not a, yes. not a well book. I'll, I'll, i've I'll certainly just, ordered them so that they're delivered yeah, the that, they come that out on amazon funny. but that's uh, true <laughs> i'll put a link on the website although if you uh, feel like you may have been bitten by a werewolf you would want this information as soon as right away. i'm betting yeah. everyone yeah. understood what you meant when it, when you said go buy it on september 15th <laughs> i just want to make sure werewolves well, are very literal <laughs> <laughs> wow now you're telling them dan but. you should put one of the, you should put one of those links on where you get some pennies every time someone uses okay. it okay I'll, I'll yeah. see whether I can like work that, out a I like deal. Bang bros. Get some cha-ching change out of this. But I'll put a link up so that people can, uh, they don't even need to wait. If they hear this uh, before that date, they can order mm-hmm. um, right away. They can they can spend their money right away, more importantly. Oh, wow. That's they can vote with their dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if they want to screw their waitress, right? Yeah. That's the tip that they're giving? Fuck the service industry, am I right, guys? Apparently I'm wait, not. Wait, are we talking about <laughs> screwing waitresses now? <laughs> We start, we're, we're, we're tying it all up, right? Uh-huh. We started, we started out by announcing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. That's what stand-up comedians used to say when they were done with their set. They'd say, you've been a great audience. Have sex with your waitstaff. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to fuck your waitress. <laughs> Waitresses did not like that. <laughs> no, they hated that's it. That's why they stopped doing that. Led to uh, a lot of presumptuousness. Yeah. <laughs> and ill manners. Uh-huh. Hey, buddy, you're being pretty <laughs> presumptuous. Get out of my establishment. Well, uh... Now is the point where we make our final judgments about the movie that we watched. Final judgments. Um, <laughs> to reset this for our audience, we have three categories, although often we just forget them and make something up. But the three official categories are, is this a good-bad movie, uh, I, I, a movie that is enjoyable in its badness, a bad-bad movie, a movie that uh, we found no enjoyment in, or a movie that we actually kind of liked. A movie that maybe didn't deserve uh, this treatment. 
we give our individual opinions. Uh, I'm going to start with Elliot, because he looks like he's raring to go. Oh, I'm always raring to go. You know me when it comes to talking. I actually am, might surprise everybody by saying I thought this was a good, bad movie. I really enjoyed watching it and making fun of it. It was very fast and stupid, and uh, it is by no means a good movie, but it's we've seen so many lately that were painful to watch. You know, everything was dumb in a very silly and stupid way, so it was fun. Yeah. I, give it, I say it, it's a good, bad movie. Catch it today, but um, don't. I mean, like, take your time. Stuart, I know you only saw the second half of it, but what do you have to Wait, say? Wait, that was the whole half? It was, I only saw, you, like, you 20 saw minutes. You, saw the, <laughs> you saw the last yeah. fourth of the film. Okay. Um, yeah, what I saw wasn't too hot. Um, I would give it a C plus following your standards. C plus is a very good grade for this <laughs> Again, movie. That was not one of the categories. So it was a C plus. Uh, it was fast. It reminded me of the Matrix, and that reminded me of when I was in college. And Elias Codius, where you drank uh, a lot was, and had a lot of sex, yeah. and you enjoyed. And Elias Codius was pretty good. Um, not as good as Ninja Turtles, of course. Of course, is well Casey Jones is his defining role. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm done. I forgot what system we were using to grade it. I give it a thumb to the side. No, again. But uh, Two I thumbs to the side? agree Just with one. Elliot. I actually I think it's a good bad movie because it was 90 minutes. It was actually less than 90 minutes, I think, once you subtract the credits. I thought that there were a lot of hilarious scenes of people cocking their guns over and over again. <laughs> like, they cocked their guns in the woods, then they came into town and they recocked their guns before they did anything, before they shot them. And there's a lot of slow motion of people uh, driving around on motorcycles about to cock guns. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it on that level. Rich, what do you have to say? I honestly was going to say I didn't enjoy it at all until you reminded me of all the gun cocking. <laughs> <laughs> the gun cocking I kind of got a kick out of. Oh, you can go your own way. Well, just like know. the song. I, I enjoyed watching the movie with you guys. I thought it was fun. In terms of uh, real werewolf stuff, it's uh, obviously ridiculous. But it's ridiculous whether you believe in werewolves or you don't believe in werewolves. But I had a good time watching it with you guys. I would say it's a good, bad movie. Uh, I'll go with two out of five bow ties. Uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, I'm not really sure what that means. I'm Tuxedo <laughs> Jack, and this has been Tuxedo Jack's film review. <laughs> I have trouble saying it's a good bad movie because I fear that recommends it too much. Hmm. But if you, if I were to stumble on for the shootout in the town scene alone. It's an enjoy. It was an enjoyable bad movie. Yeah, I think that, I, I was laughing my ass off during that. So uh, if I were, if it was late at night, I would, I would definitely keep watching this. Sure. I think I for, we forgot to mention that during the shoot, the shootout is between uh, an old lady and yes. and these bad yeah, werewolves. Yes, which a adds grandmother. to the which that adds might to the be the, of yeah that Wait, might be the one genuinely uh, witty in scene in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the witty sequence in the movie. Uh, after that, it kind of got. Before and after that, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So now's the part where we give our recommendations for movies that we actually enjoy. Recommendations. <laughs> and uh, I think we're going to have to tear through these since uh, there's five of us and we're thus running exponentially longer. I can't give my regular 20-minute recommendation speech? No, you can't. Oh, oh yeah. all right. What have we seen lately or not so lately that we enjoyed uh, that we want to recommend? Well, I was telling Elliot before the recording that the movie that I saw recently uh, that I enjoyed the most was uh, Adventureland. But the movie I'm going to recommend, uh, because it's a horror movie and we watched a werewolf movie tonight, is uh, Wreck, 
bracket R E C close bracket. Oh yeah. The Spanish uh, horror movie that was remade as Quarantine in the States. And it's uh, one of a growing number of uh, verite horror movies where uh, it's supposedly shot by someone in in the movie. In this case, a uh, local news uh, cameraman is shooting this woman as she uh, goes on a night out with the fire department in the town and she gets quarantined inside a building where there's a zombie outbreak. And... um, the problem with a lot of these verite horror movies is, like, why do they keep shooting uh, after a certain point? But here it kind of makes sense in that they're news people and they want to show what's going on and they want to document how shabbily they're being treated. And uh, I, it's very good at the beginning of the movie. It, it moves a little slow in the middle, but then it has a genuinely creepy ending. So I recommend that. That sounds awesome, Dan. You know, you know it's not often that you uh, hear a horror movie... Where the characters are treated shabbily. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what really bothers me, is the shabby treatment. (laughs) It's not so much the zombie. These are your characters, sir. (laughs) Show them respect. It's the low thread count on their linens. (laughs) It was was pretty good, but I thought Jason was pretty chintzy with his characters there. Uh, Yeah, okay, the movie I'm going to watch. The movie I'm going to recommend is a movie I saw quite a while ago. Uh, guys, I'm talking. <laughs> okay. Sh- when Stuart Wellington sh- talks, sh- nobody listens. Sh- shut up. Shut up, guys. Shut up. You're treating him so shabbily. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> the movie I'm going to recommend is a Japanese movie that I probably already recommended, but I don't really care. Um, it's a movie called Fireworks. Uh, it's uh, starring and directed by uh, Takeshi Kitano. Uh, it's really cool, and uh, you should watch it. And it's sad, and Takeshi Kitano's awesome in it. I like that. I mean, Takeshi Kitano, the star of Johnny Mnemonic, and Takeshi's Castle, the Japanese game show. (laughs) (laughs) He has he has the best career of anyone in the world. A stand-up comedian who became a novelist and film director, who stars in violent gangster and police dramas, and and also character dramas, (laughs) sure, and and character dramas. Yeah, I'll beat Takeshi. So fireworks, watch that piece. I'm going to recommend a movie still in the theaters, maybe, by the time this podcast airs. What's that all about? Elliot, you saw a movie made in the last ten years? I did. This is uh, Quentin Tarantino's big hit, Inglorious Bastards, which I saw last week and which I thought was fantastic. Do not be swayed by the commercials, which are not very good. It is a, at times, brilliant and always tense movie. And he, he he accomplishes what he sets out to do very exactly. And also extremely goofy. T- well, it, it, it veers wildly between genuinely tense and extremely silly and off the wall, in, uh, but he does it just right. It's the Gremlins 2 of World, World War II movies, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Put it on the poster. <laughs> Guys, do you have a recommendation either uh, individually or as a unit? You didn't recommend Adventureland because it's not a horror movie, but I just saw it over the weekend and I loved it. Um, it has Kristen Stewart in it, who is in the upcoming New Moon. So that's, that's a connection, yeah. and she's uh, kind of adorable. In she's it. getting married in on according to People magazine. What? Who's she married? It's not like my the heart. The vampire. Just yeah. The vampire the podcast. podcast. They're really, they're really gonna marry? Yeah. I don't know. Wow. That's what People magazine told me. <sighs> Bob and I need to find someone else to stalk. Now. Seriously. Carl <laughs> uh, Gugino is taken. Okay. Do not get, do not muscle in on let's my all, territory. Let's all stake out who we're going to stalk after the podcast, guys. Okay, that, that's a good movie, man. Let's go. <laughs>
<laughs> one one question though, and, and I'm not going to take too long. Did you find that uh, they these college kids, these post college kids, seemed far younger than most high school kids yeah, are portrayed was, in movies? That was the one thing I kept thinking. Wait, oh yeah, they're college yeah, they kids. They just graduated like from college. They seemed way younger than. I mean, that's and I kind realize of that's because I'm growing older. It's not. I, I don't say, know about that. I, I think, think it's, it's more of a. It's more. It more recommends the movie. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's because more, a little more realistic. People are usually college kids. Usually played by thirty year olds. Exactly, movies, and so. high school as our high school kids. Yeah, and they're also way more witty and self assured in these movies. Well, I was this, thirty when I got out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> that was because you you spent a lot of time in juvenile detention. Because that's because true. You were dating a high school girl. <laughs> <laughs> I went undercover as a as a high schooler, so I just, could date a high school girl. <laughs> just just to make sure she wasn't screwing around on me. <laughs> I wore a mustache so she wouldn't know it was me. All right, Rich, do you have something that you want to ask? I have a three month old daughter at home, so uh, I was very That's excited. That's what you recommend. Uh, well, you know, if you <laughs> some movies are <laughs> everything's okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I would have gone to see Halloween 2 in the theater guaranteed had I not had a child. And I would very much recommend from what I've seen and read about how horrible Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie version, is. Apparently, uh, I saved an hour and a half of my life by not going to that. <laughs> so can I recommend not going to see a movie Sure, I hope there's because you have a child? Sure. <laughs> I can guarantee you there are no farting robots in it. I don't know. I want to see it. You want to see Transformers? Too. I would see Halloween Two with our farting robots in it, Rich. Even if I had a child, I would definitely watch Halloween Two on the Flophouse. All right. I would take my child to see the farting robots in Halloween, and I would, it totally. And I would say, never forget that I did this for you. <laughs> so, guys, it's been a good time tonight. Cue the Saturday Night Live music so we can all yeah. hug each other. Oh, it's, we're fucking done. Yeah, time just flew by, right? Yeah, I know. I thought we were going to read the whole book out loud. Um, what? The the only book? Uh, the Bible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to do that? No. We'll, I've been we'll, asking. I have it memorized, so <laughs> we'll, reading it is sort of silly to even we'll calling read it, it to reading each, it. We'll read it to each other after we talk about who we're going to stalk. But you can um, uh, purchase the werewolf book, and I'll put a link up again. The title of which is? Uh, let me look at the book that's in front of me. The Werewolf's Guide to Life. By Rich Nuckin and Bob Powers, and it has a subtitle, A Manual for the Newly Bitten. And would this be a good gift? Yeah, perhaps a Halloween gift? I think so, yes. A Halloween gift? (laughs) Stuart Wellington, you've done it again! (laughs) You're like the Don Draper of this show. (laughs) On that uh, punning plug, we'll sign off. Uh, I've been Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I continue to be Elliot Kalen. I'm Rich Duncan. And I'm Bob Powers. Good night, everyone. Aim for the head. If I shoot a flamethrower at a bear at any point, I fucking wish. Or a rocket launcher at a cow. (laughs) And it was like it's like two hours of safety training, and then two hours of a bear. It just sounds cruel to me. That's kind of. I think I think spend a hundred bucks to fire fifty AK forty seven rounds at a target. If one thing would make a bear attack worse. And more terrifying. Is if it was on fire? Yeah, set him on fire. <laughs> Angry. All that's played to death right before his. There's a legend of a fire bear. <laughs> <laughs>